Hey guys, welcome back to the Rift Podcast. It's me, Josh, again, and we got Cameron on today. And we've got a special guest. This is Josh. So I've known Josh for around three years now. Uh, we only recently got really acquainted. So I thought it'd be perfectly and like really fitting to have him on today. We're going to ask him, you know, the usual questions, but we'll kind of give it a twist because we've got a special guest on today. So let's start off with, how are you, Josh? How are you doing? I'm good. Uh... You know, I made sure to get some sleep in today because normally I don't get a lot of sleep in, but I was like, you know, I need to actually focus and make sure I got some some good answers for some good questions, you know. Nice. Nice. Pretty good. That's good to hear. Yeah, we are honored. We are honored. It's always great to have guests on. So the next question would be like, it's a little bit of a deep one, but it's kind of a conversation starter. How do you feel about your life right now? (laughs) How do I feel about my life right now? Um... I would say, like, I'm happy in the way of, like, what's going on and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I really do feel like there's a lot of areas where I could improve. You know what I mean? Right. Um, like, for example, like, right now I find it a little bit difficult to get myself started, whether it's, like, schoolwork or even just getting out of bed. Right. Like, sometimes I can get out of bed in, like, 10 minutes. Other times it takes me, you know, longer than that. And... Yeah, like, I feel like I'm satisfied, but I'm not, you know? I get it. I think I'm just kind of in an area where I know I can build a lot more. And I think that happens to a lot of people, like, especially after, like, when you're when you're in Christmas, like, Christmas break and stuff. Everyone is, like, winter break, I should say, but everyone is in, like, a downtime kind of mood. And mm-hmm. then January just requires so much effort after being in that state. Yeah. So then from January to February, February is just, like, a blur. It's like everyone's just kind of going through the motions and stuff like that. So I totally get it. And that, that kind of goes into the next part because you mentioned that you feel happy, mm-hmm. but you still feel like you need, you want to make progress in other areas, right? Yeah. So in that sense, what does that happiness mean to you? Like what is, what is that, when you define happiness, what does that mean for you? How do you define happiness basically? To me, happiness would just be completely satisfied to where you are right like no matter what you're doing it's just you're happy right like you're satisfied you have no other way of improving whether it's like money or like your mental health your mental well-being just anything as long as you're satisfied i take this as happiness because what else can you improve on right right like you're satisfied with you know what you're doing outside of your life what you're doing like inside school, what you're doing with your friends, like you're just satisfied. Right. And I, I want to kind of add on that because yesterday, Cameron, we did a shoot with Henry. Henry's our other host, um, Josh. Mm-hmm. But um, we were talking about how, like based on your definition right now, you said happiness is a, having all those things that you aspire to have in the future, right? Yeah. And you're saying like having no longer having something to progress towards. By that definition, it's funny because you're kind of contradicting yourself by saying that. Because would you say that, because you said that you were happy, but you have all these things that you want to progress towards. Mm-hmm. So what, how would you like, kind of go about like explaining that? If you don't mind me asking. Um, how I go about explaining it was like, you bring up, okay, you bring up a good point. Like, <laughs> I'm happy at where I'm at because of like what I build off of, right. what I built off of, like what I used to be. I'm happy in that sense. Right. I'm not happy in the sense of that I know that I can improve more. 
if you know what I mean. So it's like compared to who I was a year ago, I'm happy. Right. But in who I could become in another year, I'm not. Right. So that would yeah. kind of imply that your happiness is based on your emotions in the moment, of course. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily have to be based on the things that you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. like that you're saying that because you're basically explaining that happiness is scalable. Yeah. And it doesn't, sure. it's all about how you view it. Because mm-hmm. right now you could say that you haven't reached the goal, the goals that you want to do. Therefore, you're not yeah. happy. But you're mm-hmm. saying that you're satisfied w- with where you are right now in a sense where you have no problem with how it's going, but you'd yeah. like to add on to that. Exactly. Right. And that's yeah. really interesting because a lot of people have a hard time grasping that because it's such a, I would say, kind of abstract state of mind because even then you said like it's something that you think you barely really think about because you're just like happiness is always like overly defined by everyone else in the environment in in society yeah so when you really think about it it's a completely personal experience exactly right yeah Yeah, so i thought you were gonna add something so i paused (laughs) yeah like like, i would like to say like happiness to everybody i think it's subjective you know for sure like Everybody's different. Everybody has their own definition to it. Right. So, I mean, like, if someone finds happiness in them completing, like, one goal they had, then, I mean, like, that's perfect for them. Right. Right? Because, like, like I said, it's subjective. So, I mean, maybe if you found a struggle with yourself and you're like, okay, by the end of this year, I wouldn't be able to talk to people with no anxiety, no, like, stress, no overthinking. Right. And you were able to do that at the end of the year and you find yourself happy regardless of what else you need to improve. I think that's perfect, you know, For sure. like it's subjective to whatever you have as your goals and whatever like you think you need to improve on. For sure. And, and I'm like, the, I wanted to add because, you know, the whole reason I've, I'm, I've, we've started this podcast because like Cameron, Henry and I, we really want to just have our, like, we want to have a really expansive learning experience for ourselves mm-hmm. and for our guests. So you yeah. saying that's actually really interesting because a couple weeks ago we had a guest on uh, Ethan and um, he was talking to Cameron about, you know, our very like finite goals and how mm-hmm. they their happiness is based on the things that they achieve. Yeah. And pe- because of that, people have a hard time, you know, staying true to themselves in the moment. And this kind of mm-hmm. goes into our next question, and I'm sure Cameron can add too. I don't want to put pressure on any of you to answer, but um, mm-hmm. when, you, when you, people say like the, the statement of finding yourself, how do you think that correlates with happiness? And what does that mean to you? <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a That's very a deep question. question. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, can you repeat it? Again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in terms of fi- like the idea of finding yourself, mm-hmm. what do you think its association with happiness is? Like what is the relationship and what does it mean to you, finding yourself? I think finding yourself just kind of means like, you've learned, like, you've built that relationship with yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you understand your emotions, how you're going to go about things, as well as, like, what your goals are. Right. Um, I think it correlates to happiness because if you don't really know yourself, how are you able to know what you want? You know what I mean? Like, you have to be able to really think about it and ask yourself, like, what do you want? Right. Right? Because if you don't know yourself and you're, like, asking, okay, what do I want? And how do you know what will make you happy? Right? right? Like, at least that's the way I look at it. Because 
like if your goal is being happy how are you gonna be happy if you don't know what you want to get to right right and i feel like that creates a lot more confusion than it does like give you actual answers right and that's and, that's oh sorry go ahead Cameron. yeah um, like you had said before that like you were happy in the moment but you're still not as happy on stuff that you want to achieve in the future right mm -hmm. yeah right um, yeah. So, when you said happiness kind of correlates to finding yourself, so do you feel that you are on the track of finding yourself, or that you found yourself, or what's your uh, I don't think I've found myself completely yet, but I do think that, like, I am finding myself more every single day. Uh, I feel like the more I do things and the more I push myself out of my comfort zone, I realize that, there, that there's more than I can achieve. Even, um, like, for example, this podcast, I was feeling kind of nervous, like, I just had Josh Johnson, he was like, hey, like, you know, I have this podcast thing, do you want to do it? And I was kind of like, I don't know, like, it makes me kind of anxious, kind of nervous, but I was like, you know, like, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to take more opportunities, and I'm trying to push myself out of my comfort zone, and I think it's great because, you know, I've talked to Josh, and it's really, like, fascinating hearing him talk, because we're very similar and stuff like that, so... Not only have I had like a new experience, but I'm also meeting new people. And even like you, Cameron, for example, I met you just now. So I think, yeah, I, I'd say I'm on the good path towards finding myself. I agree. I think it's a really, just by the conversation we had, because guys, again, I, I've known Josh for a while, but we've only recently like actually spoken. And it's so interesting to hear other people, like I say this all the time, it's so interesting and important to listen to what everyone else is saying. Because every single person has something that you can learn from. Every single person. And I really like about Josh is that he doesn't view himself as a finite individual. He doesn't see his life like it is what it is and I am like, I am a set person my whole life. He's constantly trying to build himself and grow, which is like something I, even sometimes I have those moments where I need to push myself more to grow. And he inspires me so much, even though we've only like talked a couple of times to actually go and do that, go expand my horizons, go expand my, you know, my knowledge. And it's, it's really interesting because like you said, it's so important to really just say like, I am who I am in this moment, but I can always become more. Exactly. If I'm uncomfortable with something right now, all I have to do is you know, progressively make small changes, small decisions, sorry, to actually change those, those insecurities or those, you know, maybe toxic traits that I have. Yeah. And that's really, really important in finding happiness because you'd find that the things that you hate in yourself or don't like in yourself, you'll, you'll find in other people and you'll start to not like it about them. Mm -hmm. And if you decide to run away from it, you're never going to actually solve those issues and therefore you'll never be truly happy. Exactly. Right. And, and society has a really interesting way of kind of manipulating you into thinking that doing certain things will make you happy. Chasing, chasing certain things will, will bring you happiness. But no matter what you do, if you don't know how you're feeling and you don't understand yourself, you'll never really find that. I don't think so. Right. Yeah. And it's really, really important. Right. So that kind of goes into the, the next question because when you're in that journey, you, you're going to be, you know, constantly thinking about your past and your future and where you are right now. And I, this is a personal question for you, Josh, and Cameron can touch yeah. on as well. When do you ever find yourself like really overthinking about your past or your future when you're in those reflective states? 
for sure. Yeah, right. Like, I'm obviously someone who, like, I've had people ask me, like, you know, if you could go back and change things, like, would you do it? Yeah. And although it would be very tempting, like, obviously I would want to change things, but I also don't think that I would. Right. Because anything that's happened up until this point, whether good or bad, like, it's shaped me to become who I am and the person who I could be in the future. Exactly. Right? So, um, not going to lie, I kind of... Lost my train of thought. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> can, can you repeat the question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, when, you, when you're thinking about, you know, being self-reflective and stuff, do you find yourself mm-hmm. overthinking, like, about your past and your future? Like, just okay, yeah. Yeah, losing okay. yourself in those yeah. things. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, I, I do find myself getting, um, like, anxious and stuff like that. Like, I'm a more anxious kind of person. Like, right. I know I don't show it a lot, but, like... It's there. I overthink, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like... You know, I think even just with reflecting and, like, I think reflecting and overthinking kind of correlates a lot with each other. For sure. Because whether you're thinking about your past, you're thinking about how you could have changed things and what would have happened if you changed things. Right. Um, And if you're thinking in the future, you're like, okay, you know, what happens if I do this? What happens if this happens? Um, What happens if this happens and then I do something else and I could mess up something? Like, you're kind of just always thinking about the what-ifs. Yeah. And I think just for, like, us in general, the what-ifs really do matter because, like, can you really think of anyone who doesn't think of the what-ifs under any Not really. really? Not really. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, think... I know. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I know that I also constantly about the what-ifs. Like, I've made a lot of decisions in my past which are really big life decisions. I don't know if I should have taken those. Right. So, my next question is, how do you, like, I wouldn't say get rid of the what-ifs, but how do you, like, overcome them and deal with them? Overcome? Um, I I would say I kind of just play by your go with my gut. Yeah. Actually, no, I would say it's a little bit of both. Um, I think about sort of like a mini list of pros and cons, you know, like if I choose one thing, like what could come from that? Right. Right. And if I look at the other thing, what could come from that as well? And I think just going through it by yourself and even sometimes what I like to do is just think to myself, okay, if I do this, what is the absolute worst thing that could happen? Right. Right. Like absolute worst thing at all. And when you kind of look at it, you're kind of like, that's not really that bad. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, like a quick anecdote. I don't know, maybe this is important or not. But like, oh, my friends are maybe like, you know, I don't know if I should ask this girl out. I don't know if I should tell her I like her. And I'm like, just go for it. You know, right. even if you guys are friends, the worst thing that can happen is that she says no. But it's not going to be awkward between you guys unless you make it awkward. Right. Right? So it's like, if both of you guys are like, ooh, I don't know, then you probably just ended a friendship right there. Right? But I mean, if both of you guys don't care, and it's just like, okay, you know, I liked you, you didn't like me back, so what? Right? Like, you'll still be friends. As long as you, like, weigh what could happen, and you're okay with building off what 
could happen and did happen, then I don't see a problem with that. You know? I think that's really interesting. Because the way you're structuring it, actually, is like thinking about... Because the way I see it, overthinking, for me, is probably one of the most positive things in my life. As, as weird as it sounds, right? Yeah. When I overthink, I feel like... Maybe it's not even overthinking. Maybe it's thinking perfectly. Because I envision all those what-ifs. I envision all those scenarios. And I picture, like, the worst things that can happen. But whenever those... If those things, like, come to pass, I'm so prepared for them. To the yeah. point where it, it doesn't even phase me anymore. Because I knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when people, like, see me do that, go through that, they're just like, oh, man, this guy has no emotion. This guy doesn't care. But the truth of it is, is I felt it for such a long period of time. I thought about it for such a long period of time that when it does happen, I, although it hurts, although it may be painful, I am prepared. And therefore, I know what I need to do to get through it. Through it. Right? Yeah. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because that takes, you really need to know yourself to do that. You really need to know how you manage things, how you deal with different things. And I like the way you, you phrase that anecdote, that kind of situation thing, because you, the way you framed it is like, it's not really a loss. It's really a learning experience. And even if you do end up losing that friendship, you kind of realize that it's not a good enough friendship if that's going to ruin it. Yeah. Right. And that's just something that it's very mature for your age. Obviously you're not that much younger than me, but it's very mature because that will translate into all other aspects of your life. Whether you get a job and, you know, your boss fires you because you wanted a you know, promotion, maybe. Yeah. You just realized your value in that company. Therefore, you can, you know, it'd be better for you to, to express yourself elsewhere. Right. And exactly. I think that's yeah. one of the most important things in dealing with, like, heartbreaks and, you know, bad situations, negative things in your life. Right, and that that's always like ultimately the point of this podcast is to bring people to happiness, to to help uplift everybody. But yeah. it, it takes like really digging deep into yourself and and kind of plowing through those problems and issues to find happiness. Because it, it you're this we live in a sadly we live in a really negative world, right? Mm-hmm. And you're sure. always whenever you're you're a bright light will always be casted. And there's no there's no light without dark. Really, that's, yeah. that's what I was going with that. So you're always going to be confronted with darkness and negativity. But if you're able to, to take that negativity and, you know, make it something better, something good, you will thrive in your life for sure. Yeah. Right. And I think that's really important that, you know, people understand that. And that kind of goes, you know, I always say that I like to lead into the next questions when I say things. Mm-hmm. But because um, you said that you are very re- reflective and you get anxious a lot. Do you yeah. ever find yourself in situations where, like, your opinion or your voice is unseen, unheard of? Like, people don't really listen to what you're saying. Uh, like, in what regards? In any regard. Do you find yourself in positions where you're speaking or saying something and people are maybe taking it in but not applying it? Um, I would say, like, maybe in, like, less practical ways. But I feel like there's times where... I'll, like, give people advice, right. and I'll tell them, like, okay, like, you should do this, right. but, like, it's up to you, you know? Like, I, I structure advice in the way where it's, like, I think you should do this, right. but at the end of the day, it's up to you. Or, like, I'm kind of framing the information for you, but what you do with it is up to you. For sure. Right? And I think it's, like, you can tell people advice all the time, but... The advice that they use is up to them. 
For sure. And I mean, if they don't want to listen to you, like maybe you could be wrong as well. But I mean, I feel like that's even better. Right. You can maybe even learn for the next time. Okay. Maybe if someone's in this situation, I shouldn't tell them to do this. Right. Because I've, I've had situations like that. And like, it wasn't something really big where it was like devastating and it, you know, ruined my life and theirs. But right. it's like, okay, you know, I've learned a little bit more now and I can translate that to the next person or even myself. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, I feel like there's times where people don't listen to me and it doesn't work. Um, even just like in a joking way, a lot of the time I feel like I tell my family stuff. I'm like, no, we should do this because it's easier. And they're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, no, but we should. And then it goes wrong and it takes so long. And I'm like, well, I mean, if you won't listen to me, that wouldn't have happened. And I'll have like my sister be like, you know, I should have listened to you, Josh. I'm like, I know you should have. So, you know, it kind of sucks. Right. And I like that because that, that answers the next, the, the add on question of like navigating that. And I think even Cameron can add on to that. Like when those moments where we all come from families who often, it's not neglecting, but it's like when you're a part of big families, it's easy for your opinion to be kind of washed away because there's just so many yeah. voices. So it's really interesting that you say that because at the end of the day, if the decision doesn't affect you, just leave it behind. Right. Yeah. People didn't listen. They didn't listen. That's on them. So it, it's nice that you say that you shouldn't dwell on those things. It's really good. Exactly. So let, let's branch off a little bit. Let's talk about you again. <laughs> right. Cause okay. that, I really wanted to make sure that we get your voice out there. Mm-hmm. Right. But now I really want to get into your life and things like that. So what, if you could live like your ideal life in an ideal situation where your life is perfectly, it just goes perfectly. What happens? It doesn't have to be specific, but what do you see? What do you see? Yeah. Um. I just, I just, I, I, wow, that's a good question. <laughs> like, I, I know what I see, but it's hard to explain it. You know, um, I kind of just see myself as, like, with, lost for better words, but happy. You know what I mean? Like, I have everything what I want to do. I've done it. You know, there's nothing else I can improve on. I have a family. You know, I maybe even have kids. Actually, I would like to have kids. Have to, I would like to have kids, right. right? But it's like, you know, like, I'm a good father. Um, I have a good wife. We have a good family. The family's happy. Stuff like that. Just kind of like all small things coming together to paint that big picture. Right. Of just being happy. That's the best way I can explain it. And I like that because a couple of weeks ago we talked with Cameron about it. Uh, Cameron and as well, Henry and Ethan, of course. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about the idea that happiness is structured off of small decisions, small things that build up to something bigger. Yeah. And oftentimes people get so caught up in those big milestones, those big moments that they neglect or lose track of the small things. And when yeah. they get there, they're in a point of life where they're just like looking, always looking for the next best thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's really, it's really interesting to hear. I like, I really like hearing it when people can see how important every single decision you make is. Right. Exactly. So I really like that. So do you feel like there's any ops like right now? What's, what's, 
because obviously COVID's a thing, so that's an obstacle for everybody. But do you feel like there's some things that are stopping you from pursuing that ideal life or that are in your way, per se? Um, I wouldn't say obstacles exactly, but I would say struggles. Yeah. Um, like, I think as I've grown older through high school, I've also, like, I've started to become more anxious about myself. Right. Kind of like what I want to do, who I want to be. And I think just having this kind of, uh, like, comfort zone, right? Like, the comfort zone has always been kind of a problem for me. Right. right? Because even this goes back to, like, another question, and it kind of, like, contradicts myself. But it's, like, I would think about the negatives and the what-ifs. Right. And it's, like okay, but then when this happens, I don't really want to do that anymore, right? Right? Like, this sounds kind of silly, but it's like, I really want to get a job, and for some reason, although I'm an extrovert, I find it, like, I feel like it's terrifying <laughs> that I'm going to get a job, and then I'm not going to be able to make friends at my job. Right. And I don't know why, but that for me is, like, my worst fear, getting the job. It's not even doing the job. It's just the people around me. Right. Right. I don't know where this came from at all, but it's just like, it's there. And I feel like that kind of like makes me think about, okay, should I do this job? Should I actually get a job? But then at the same time, it's like, okay, I obviously do need a job. And I obviously do need to push myself out of my comfort zone. Right. Because then if I don't, then not only is it going to affect me getting a job, but how am I going to be later on in life? You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't be in college afraid to make friends or whatever. Right. Like, I'm not afraid to make friends. But, like, it's stuff like that that I know I do need to push myself. Right. Because I need to get rid of, like, the thoughts that don't make sense, you know? Like, when you really add it up, okay, I'm an extrovert. I love talking to people. Um, even, like, a job in customer service, I honestly wouldn't even mind that. Right. So I'm fine, like, talking to people who are angry for no reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like, I'm fine with all of that. But for some reason, I'm terrified of, like, not being able to make friends at my job. I, so I, I when think I, it's a momentary like, thing. Get all in. Yeah. I think it's a momentary thing. I think it's just because you're not yeah. there yet. But I feel like mm-hmm. once you get into it, it's like, it's just, you just want to feel safe in the environment you're in. And if you have friends, yeah. you'll feel better about it. So it's just kind of a, it's a natural thing. Again, like, I think I mentioned this in a podcast episode before, but fear is essentially, I read it somewhere, but you're afraid of the things that you're most interested in, mm-hmm. right? And the reason why you're afraid of it is because you don't know enough about it. Yeah. So, right, that, that, that position in that job, it's like, you don't know what the environment's going to be like because you're not there yet. Therefore, you're mm-hmm. afraid of it. But the, the the fear is more of an excitement that just comes with mm-hmm. lack of knowledge. Yeah. Right? So I think if you are worrying about it that much, obviously you know this, but try to just, like, remember why you're nervous. Because mm-hmm. the truth of it is, is you're just really excited. And that yeah. you make that negative a positive, and all of a sudden it just feels better. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. And I think I, I wanted to mention that to Cameron as well because she started something new as well. When you're in that new environment, it's going to be a little bit scary and daunting at first. But once you really get going, you get in there. And I'm, I'm speaking from not necessarily experience, but I will have to do this as well. Right? When you go in there, the first thing you're going to see is just like a, you're analyzing everything, hyper analyzing everything. You, you'll probably overthink too. 
But once you get a steady, you know, someone who you can trust and rely on, it's steady sailing from there. So when you're going through that stuff, if anything, always try to look at both sides of a situation, negative and positive, and see how similar they are. And eventually it'll just like blend into one kind of simplistic situation that will help you navigate it way simpler. Right. Yeah. So I think it's really important. I like that you mentioned that. It's a little bit personal, of course, but it's it'll help a lot of people out who are going through the same thing. So I appreciate you mentioning yeah. that. Yeah. It's really yeah. relatable too. Like I think over the past two years, like with the pandemic, I've thrown myself into countless situations which otherwise I would have been extremely uncomfortable with and I wouldn't have imagined it at all for myself. Right. And I still yeah. do that for some reason. I absolutely hate it at this part, but then I kind of grow to like it. And then that kind of changes my whole perspective on it. I've become this completely different person because I forced myself into these situations. For sure. And the same thing. Also, like, go ahead. Yeah, Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Just add something quick, like, to add to that. I think the pandemic also has an effect on that because literally even just staying inside really affects how, like, you ever notice when we went back to school, like everyone was so awkward we're so yeah. used to staying inside that it's like oh so what'd you do you know, i just stayed home how about you you know same thing like i don't know how to I think, yeah i think everybody just kind of became the same so like even now i do find myself like i have to you know push myself to like talk to new people because it's like you know why not Right. Push myself out of my comfort zone. Go for it. What's the worst that could happen? See, but I like that because that that because of COVID, you people have now realized the value of those everyday conversations. Oh, those yeah, friendships. For you know? sure. And for I sure. hope that they maintain that as things get back to normal. I hope that people remember that time where mm-hmm. they couldn't speak to anybody. Yeah. Because that is it's so important for so many people. Right? Mm-hmm. So I really think that people it's like another situation. You don't know what you have till it's gone. Mm-hmm. So even right now, when hundred percent, I'm, I'm pretty sure like once we get back to normal, normal, people are going to be like, I wish I remember when we used to stay home and they're going to complain about going to school. It's going to happen. Yep. Right. But people have a bad habit of always wishing for what they don't have when they're, yeah. you know, when they have so much. <laughs> so I think it's really interesting that you mentioned, you started it off that you like what you have, you appreciate what you have, but you're also always looking for more. Right. Mm-hmm. And we can, we can kind of go into the next question. So this is the second last one. After having this conversation, what do you think you might do differently in the next couple of days or a couple of weeks or for the rest of your life maybe? And like, what's your focus for the future? Just give me a second, I have to blow my nose. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, I would say um, for like the next couple of days, couple of weeks, months, years, whatever. Um, I'd say first, um, it's been like a goal of mine to stay more consistent, right? Like, I find myself getting myself distracted. You know what I mean? Like, I know there's always outside distractions, but at the end of the day, it's myself allowing myself to get distracted. For sure. Like, for example, like, here's another example of things that, like, it's a small decision, but it affects a lot. Right. Right. Like, for example, I have a bad sleep schedule, but I really want to fix it. Right. Right. And I'll fix it. You know, maybe I'll, like, go to bed at, like, 10... 11 and i'll wake up whatever time like that's a good sleep schedule for me but then 
you know, my friends are on the weekend. They're like, come on, Josh, just play a little bit longer. Right. And then I play a little bit longer. I mess up my sleep schedule for one day, but then that messes me up for the next four days. Right. And then I have to go to school and that messes it up more. And because I'm not sleeping, I'm not focusing enough. Right. And, you know, I lose my concentration and then I lose my motivation. So it's like it's a, a downward spiral. Example. But yeah. Like, yeah, like that's what happens with me. You know what I mean? And then, like, it comes to Wednesday, I fix it back again. Then it comes to Friday and then I mess it up again. So, like, just going back to, like, the point I was making, just to be more consistent, right? Because I find myself having a lot of goals for myself. Right. But because of all the goals I have, I also find myself distracted by the own goals I have. Right. If that makes any sense. Like, I have so many that I'm finding myself, like, putting an unequal amount into a lot of things. Right. So, I think rather than just being, like, 1%, 1%, 20%, Five percent, whatever, is just to be like consistent with all of them. Right. I try my best to do the best that I can at all of them. You know what I mean? Right. And another thing that I'd like to improve, uh, like I said, like multiple times, is just getting out of my comfort zone. Because I think, like, you both can agree, like it's super, super easy to stay inside of your comfort zone. So easy. Like it's so easy, and like. You think of like what could happen, but at the same time, you're like, you know, staying here, it's comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to branch out. But um, I think that like branching out is good. Like, if I didn't like reply to you and talk to you about a lot of things, I wouldn't even be on this podcast. Right. right? I wouldn't be able to hear a lot of like insightful things that you guys have said. Right. And stuff like that. So I feel like every now and then you kind of just have to say, like, no, I'm just going to go for it, right? Right. And I think, like, it's better to open up more doors than to just kind of leave them closed and move on. Right. Because then, even, even then, you look back and you're like, damn, like, I should have opened those doors. Like, right. I should have, like, actually actually seen what could come from them, you know? And I think that's important. For sure. But even at the same time, maybe if you don't open them, that helps you again in the future, you know? You're like, okay, I didn't take this opportunity. I probably missed out on a lot of opportunities and self-growth because of that. But this time, this time I'm going to take my opportunity. I'm going to go for it. And those op- those opportunities don't have to be massive. They don't have to be, like, super huge. Like, even if it's just, like, I'm going to wake up at a certain time every single day. That's a door. That's an opportunity for you yeah. to improve your health. Right? That, that's the and self-discipline as well. Yeah. And I think for you, it's, it's more so finding – purpose because i think those major goals have a purpose that's why you're so consistent with them yeah like things like fixing your sleep schedule it doesn't matter if you know you're going to school like you just have to wake up at a certain time to go to school yeah but if you find a reason to get up like let's say you know you gotta feed your dog or you gotta you know go for a run or something give it a purpose it'll be a lot easier for you to do it so i recommend doing Mm -hmm. that because for me obviously this thing this whole podcast thing it's really nerve-wracking for me because i'm i'm a super private person like very mm-hmm. private, and I'm also a little bit shy. I don't know if it comes off on yeah. camera, but I'm pretty shy too. So when COVID hit, I was going through this really self-reflective period of time where I was just really looking deep into myself. And there's so many opportun- opportunities I overlooked before that because people, you know, like everyday people, just don't do those things. Like in mm-hmm. high school, like people don't really do 
it's not often you see people do different things. It's just like, you know, sports yeah. teams and clubs and stuff like that. That's normal. But as soon as COVID hit, I realized like there's so much stuff I could actually do. And because of that, I yeah. met like some really incredible people. I don't know if you know Heather Moyes. No, she's a she's a gold, I think five times gold winning medalist in the Olympics. And yeah. it was really, really cool to meet her because she's also a public speaker. Mm-hmm. And I met people like Sam Demma, who's also a public speaker. And I would, you know, talk to, I would talk to them about like advice. Like I, I, I talked to them a couple of times and it was really, really insightful. I was learning so much stuff and I would never have talked to them if I didn't, you know, take that leap of faith and actually do it. You know, yeah. uh, Sam, I met like someone messaged me on Instagram and told me to go talk to them. And then Sam introduced me to Heather and it was just so, so cool. And I never would have expected myself to do that because it's so kind of a niche thing. It's so off track mm-hmm. from my actual life. And then, you know, it, it, time flies and I end up doing this because people like I do presentations at schools and people are asking me to like do something where I want to be able to help people who I don't talk to every day or who I don't know. Yeah who, you know, are no longer in my life. Like that is such a massive opportunity that to be honest, scares me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Right. But hearing from people like you guys who are all the way younger than me and even people who are older than me, hearing you guys live your lives according to your own purposes and own, you know, I guess pursuit of happiness. Yeah. It's so inspirational and it's so important that I want people to hear it. I want people to hear what you have to say. I want people to learn from what you're saying because you're, if you're inspiring me, imagine how many more people you could inspire. Right. For and sure. Just, yeah. I guess that kind of leads to our final question. Like after this whole thing, this whole conversation, everything that you've learned in your life, what would you leave with the viewers? Like, what would you want to tell them as a message before you go? What I would leave them is try to do how it scares you. You know what I mean? Like, the more you do what you're not comfortable with is the more you kind of desensitize yourself to that anxiety and that stress that comes with it. And you kind of teach yourself, like, okay, these things, they're not as bad as I think they are, right? For sure. And another thing as well, I would say is, like, I know it's very, very, very cliche, but, like, don't give up, right? (laughs) Whatever your goal is, whether big or small, like it could be super small, it will always build up to other things. But as long as you don't give up, then you can complete all of it. Right. Right. Because like progress is progress. It doesn't matter if it's 0.0000.1%. Right. Or if it's like 90%. Progress is progress. For sure. Like maybe you're like a student who. You know, maybe you're not doing very good at school. You average like 60%. Maybe you say like, okay, I'm going to study 30 minutes every single day. Right. And you get your mark up to 70s to other people. And like in my experience, other people will be, and they'll be like 70%. That's it. Right. Like, you know, they'll go hate on you and you'll feel bad. (laughs) But if that's your goal that you're trying to achieve and you're happy with yourself, then what anyone else has to say doesn't matter. Right. As long as you yourself are happy and you find yourself improving, then it doesn't matter about what anyone else is doing, right. what anyone else has to say right. at all. Right, for sure. 
and and eventually you'll find yourself even if you are that person who's shooting for 50s or 70s you'll find yourself like if you're consistent you'll make it there and then you can yeah. strive for more but don't exactly. like even even if you have those goals of hitting 70s aim for 90s aim for 100 aim for 100 because mm-hmm. if you miss at least you'll hit 90 or 80 or 70 don't exactly. limit yourself to what you know what you don't even like don't put a limiter on yourself say like mm-hmm. i can achieve 110 maybe you'll hit 100 maybe yeah. Right. And I think that that's really, really important. I, I really like yeah. that. Right. Like, all about your perspective and the type of motivation you're going for. Yeah. Like, I believe I've mentioned this in the past, but like, an interesting perspective that I found was that doing everything ironic. So, like, you start making all these good habits or like waking up early, going to sleep or um, going to sleep ironically. Right. Homework, ironically. Right. right? And just that mm-hmm. perspective gives you this motivation to like accomplish so much more than you would otherwise do. Right. Yeah. And that comes with knowing yourself. Know what makes you tick. Know what makes you, you know, laugh. Like find a reason for find what you live for. Basically, are you living to just go through you know go through the motions, or are you really really living to? Because I hear people oftentimes say experience life. If that, like, what does that mean to you? Does that mean going from big moment to big moment? Or are you going to fully invest yourself in life and experience every single second of your existence? Yeah. Because even right now, you're breathing and you're touching things, but you don't, you're not even really thinking about it. But as soon as you focus on your breathing, like now, as soon as I said that, I know a lot of people are like watching their breath, breath, right? And, and, And as soon as I said, like, movement and, and hands. I know people are watching my hands, right? And they're watching their own hands. Mm. That's what I mean, right? When you, when you, I, I recommend every viewers, even you, Josh and Cameron, as soon as this is over, walk outside and just take a deep breath and just pay attention to everything that's going on. And it'll be like signals of like sensitivity in your brain just going off because you'll be completely aware of everything that's happening. And yeah. once you go inside, it'll be like a refresh. I guarantee you, if you ever feel stressed out, do that. And it'll just reset your brain. Right? So I really appreciate you saying that. I hope the comment section really shares their appreciation for you, Josh, because that's really powerful messaging that you gave today. So I really appreciate that. Of course, Cameron had a really great remarks. So I appreciate that as well. <laughs> Send your love for Cameron yeah. in the comments as well. And, you know, I think that's a really strong point to end this podcast. We're... Really hoping we know Josh is going to do a lot of great things, so maybe we'll have him on again in the future. But um, we're really grateful to have you on, bro. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate being on here. Of course, was, uh, of course. Good journey from the beginning to the end. I actually, well, I wouldn't even say this is the end. You know, we have. You know, maybe I might join the podcast. We'll see. You know, could be a possibility. Definitely, you know? definitely. <laughs> we would love to have you on. Yeah. So, guys, again, we're going to be posting hopefully every week. Um, we're going to have a couple videos coming out soon. Show some love on our TikTok, our Instagram. If you want to watch, just like listen to the audio. We have a Spotify and an Anchor. So those are all in the description. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace out.